Hello, and welcome to our Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 2001's Ghost World. Hi right, guys, and welcome to the show. This week I'm going to be reviewing uh, Ghost World from 2001. But before we do that, let's talk about some news that's happened in the past week. And I also have a review of a TV show. Uh, first of all, let's talk about some stuff that I wasn't able to talk about last week because all this stuff af- happened after I recorded last week. So <laughs> I didn't find out about it later. But uh, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Disney. I want to talk about Disney uh, cutting ties with Scarlett Johansson. I don't think I talked about the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit that she put put up against Disney for uh, Black Widow and um, and her contract that, uh, that Disney what happened was Disney breached her contract or she felt like Disney breached her contract because of because we all know what's going on pandemic they released Black Widow on Disney Plus with the thirty dollar premium uh, offer. And what happened was um, Black Widow got its box office. The box office is a little, it's a little disappointing for a Marvel movie. <laughs> Let's just say for a Marvel movie. It's not that much disappointing. It made like, it made $178 million at the box office, which like Marvel movies make over, make over like 500 million, you know, at the box office, you know. They make they make a pretty good they make a pretty big chunk of change at the box office. As that's the domestic gross, by the way. Uh, the worldwide gross was like three hundred and fifty four million. Um, but um, what happened was Disney, like I said, Disney Plus put Black Widow. Well, not Disney Plus, but Disney. Disney put Black Widow on the on the uh, premium uh platform on Disney Plus for $30 and there were a lot of people that weren't happy about that. I don't think Feige was happy about happy about that. Kevin Feige, he didn't want it on Disney Plus. He wanted it in the theaters. Exclusively in the theaters. I saw it exclusively in the theater. I already did my review. You can go check that out like a uh I forget which episode I put that on, but like it's 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 a very uh, recent episode that I did my Black Widow review on, and so what happened was Scarlett Johansson is she's suing because she's like, "Yo, um, y'all put this on Disney Plus for thirty dollars. Let me get a little bit of that money." From what I can recall, was, I think that's what it is. She's like, "Let me get a little back in on that money because what happened is the." This this goes all the way. This goes all the way back to the first Iron Man movie. Um, they paid Robert Downey Jr. five hundred thousand dollars. Was it five hundred thousand? Yeah, they paid him five hundred thousand dollars to play Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie. And what happened is they put something in his contract to where he gets. A lump sum of that box office on the back end, so he gets money from 
the box office. And since they did that with him, I believe they have to do that with all the um, all the all the leads in the Marvel movies. Um, Chris, I think Chris Evans get that gets that same deal. Chris Hemsworth gets that same deal. You know, I don't know if Chadwick Boseman got that same deal when he was here for Black Panther. I'm not sure. We will never know now. Um, whomever got a solo movie, they get they get their back end. Uh, I, I don't know if Brie Larson got that. So I, I, I asked the question about Tom Holland, and it was like, he's a Sony. Because I, I asked that question online about that. And it was like, he, he works for Sony. You know, but so like it's Sony, it's a Sony contract, not a Disney contract. So he doesn't get that. But all the everybody that gets a solo film gets a back end of that box office. So uh, Scarlett Johansson's movie gets uh, gets released. She didn't get that, so she so she's like, hey, I want that. Um, I want that Disney Plus money, <laughs> and it was like, nah, you can't have it. And so she was just like, so I'm gonna sue y'all then. <laughs> okay, so. That's pretty much what happened. And so Disney cut ties with Scarlett Johansson, which I thought, which I, I already knew was going to happen. This is nothing shocking. Her character's dead anyway. So like, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's kind of a blessing in disguise for Disney that they killed her character off. Cause this would have been really awkward if she was still in the MCU, if the, if the character was still in the MCU and she was still alive. They might have recast, you know, they most likely would have recast. They have no problem recasting. They've done it with, they've done it with Terrence Howard for War Machine. They've done it with Edward Norton for The Hulk. Uh, I think there was somebody else that they recast too. They, like, they have no problem recasting, which is why I think, I hate to go off on another tangent about something else, but if you listen to this show long enough, you'll know that I go on tangents of things that have nothing to do with this, but kind of have something to do with this, and I come back around to this. So, um, which is why I think them not recasting T'Challa is bullshit. You know, I really think it's a it's a load of bullshit because they have no problem recasting anybody else. You know, they have no problem recasting anybody else. I don't know if they. I know a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, they shouldn't recast. It's disrespect. You know, there's disrespect to Chadwick Boseman. But I'm like, it's business. You know, there's no hard feelings in business. Let's move on. Let's move on. But getting off of that, but like I said, they would have probably, they would have probably recast Black Widow if she was still alive. You know, <laughs> they would have recast. They got no, they got no qualms in any other time about recasting a fucking character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just, they don't care. They really don't care. You know, so, <laughs> so her, her character would be no different. They kind of did recast her because Florence Feud is most likely going to be the new Black Widow. So, but like, she's not going to be Natasha. So she's not going to be Natasha, but she's going to be a Black, she's going to be a Black Widow. So they still retain a black widow in the mcu but anyway um like i said not 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 surprised that they did this you know there was somebody talking about that 
uh, I was watching like another show and they were talking about Scarlett Johansson is a big star or she was a big star before she did Iron Man 2. They were talking about that. They were talking about the fact they were like, yeah, she was a big star before Iron Man 2. She really, really doesn't need the MCU. And I beg to differ. I beg to differ because I'm looking at uh, Scarlett Johansson's track record before she before she entered the M- the MCU and uh, when she's not doing movies that are not in the MCU. I'm looking at her track record for that. Um, she entered the MCU in 2010 in Iron Man 2. That movie made a lot of money. It made uh, 300 and... Uh, Twelve uh, million dollars domestically made six hundred and twenty-one million dollars worldwide. Um, before that, she did a movie called "He's Just Not That Into You." But let's go, let's go, let's go further than that because, from what for what I know, uh, from what I consider her breakout role, her breakout role is actually in the movie I'm about to talk about, Ghost World. But uh, her I should say breakout role. That's the role that we started to notice her. Her breakout role is lost in translation because right after Ghost World, she did uh, Eight Legged Freaks you know, so, with David Arquette. So, uh, <laughs> so we're not going to count that. Um, but she was in uh, Lost in Translation. That's like her breakout role. That's when people was like, oh my girl, oh my God, this girl's fantastic. You know, it did pre- that movie did pretty decently. Uh, it did 44 million. Uh, did uh 117 million worldwide. She did a movie. She did another movie after that called Girl with the Pearl Earring, which was released on my birthday, December 12th. Uh, that made 11 million at the box office. 43 million worldwide. She did the Perfect Score. I have a review of the Perfect Score. You can check it out. It only made 10 million. That movie only made 10 million. Uh, she was in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. That made 85 million. At the box office, at four uh, hundred and forty-two million at the box uh, worldwide. And then after that, she was in a movie called *In Good Company*, which only made forty-five million at the box office and sixty-three million worldwide. Uh, she did a couple of other movies. She did a, a movie called *The Love Song for Bobby Long*. That movie did did nothing really you know that movie didn't really do nothing that movie made $159,000 at the box office that's what that did uh then she did a movie called uh the island uh she did a movie called the island in 2005 is that they made 35 million uh domestically 163 million worldwide you know you know I mean, like it's it, it's 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 really flip floppy, you know. Like she does a lot because she does a lot of like independent film. She does a lot of low key film, you know. Because before that, like I said, before that she did a movie called "He's Just Not Into You." That movie did decently, actually. It made a uh, ninety three million uh, domestically, and it made one hundred and eighty one million worldwide. That was before. That was right before she did Iron Man two, you know. But uh, in between that, in between that. Uh, she did Hitchcock, which only made six million. <laughs> only made six million dollars. Uh, she did Don John, that made twenty-four uh domestically. That made twenty-four million domestically. Uh, she did Her, that made twenty-five million domestically. She did Under the Skin, which made two million uh dollars domestically. 
Uh, then after that, she was in Captain America Winter Soldier, which did uh, 259 million domestically, 714 million worldwide. Then she's in Chef. I've seen Chef. I like Chef. That's a good movie. I recommend you watch Chef. It's a really good movie. Uh, it did. It only did 31 million. Okay. Then she did Lucy. Lucy is probably the biggest movie she's done uh, post MCU. I want to say that movie made a hundred and twenty six million dollars domestically and it made four hundred and fifty seven million worldwide. Like that's the I want to say that's the biggest movie she's done uh, where she's the star, where she's the star of the movie, the movie entrenches on her like it like it depends on her. It lives and dies on her. As the star, that's the biggest movie she's ever done. Uh, cause like after that, like she did a movie called Hell Caesar. Uh, she did Age of Ultron, and then she did The Jungle Book, where like she's barely, she like she's a voice in that. You know, sing, she's a voice. Ghost in the Shell was a bomb. Rough Night was a bomb. Isle of Dogs, I don't think anybody saw that. Jojo Rabbit didn't even make that much money. Uh, Marriage Story didn't make that much money. It made uh, three hundred and twenty. It only made like three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. I love Marriage Story. It's a great movie, you know. But it's kind of like I'm kind of just thinking, like, is she that big of a star, you know? Because Lucy is her biggest movie post MCU, and she really hasn't done. She really hasn't done that much at the box office, you know. Uh, pre MCU. You know, she, she doesn't she she doesn't really make a dent at the box office pre MCU and post MCU. Like her biggest movie is Lucy, which is Lucy's a good movie. I like Lucy, you know, but like that's her biggest movie. And so like her being a star per se, I would have to I would have to say that's due to the MCU movies. I would have to say it's due to the MCU movies. Uh, the, the MC the MCU movies made her a bigger star than what she was. It made a lot of these people bigger stars, you know. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was was on the brink of collapse, you know, <laughs> you know, before he got Iron Man. Uh, Chris Evans, you know, and, and Chris Hemsworth. They were like Chris Hemsworth. It was like who the fuck is Chris Hemsworth, you know, <laughs> before Thor. You know, Chris Evans was like he was kind of like a mid range star, you know, like he. He was, he was kind of like Scarlett Johansson, really. It was like, oh, I know that guy, but he hasn't been in anything of merit, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, he hasn't really been in anything, you know, like, a lot of, like, a lot of the MCU, uh, actors are like that. We was like, I've seen you and stuff, but are you really a star, though, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how they are. Scarlett Johansson's no fucking different. Scarlett Johansson's no goddamn different. But I'm on her side with this. I hope she gets her money because, like, they breached her contract. They really did. I hope she gets her money. But is she a star? I mean, she's a star now. You know, I really think she's she's a bona fide star now. But before that, but before that, before the MCU, yeah, yeah. I think she's a bona fide star now. I think, um, I think she's a. I think she's a uh, great actress. 
is what I'm gonna say. She's a she's a fantastic actress. Uh, a lot of these movies she's been in, like she, I, like she could act her fucking ass off. Marriage Story is one of my favorite fucking movies. I want to say I told you, like Marriage Story is one of my favorite goddamn movies. Jojo Rabbit, really great movie. She's really great in that. You know, I think I think that's gonna be her uh, path moving on from the MCU is just being in these like really critically acclaimed, Oscar nominated like movies. I think that's gonna be her thing moving on. And like, I think that's what she should do. I also think she should become be a producer and a director. I think I think she might have. Uh, I think she might have a, a, a eye for that. I really do. I think she might have an eye for being a producer and an eye for. Be- She's an executive producer on Black Widow. You know, that alone, I think she should get her fucking money. But, uh, you know, like, the money that she's asking for. I think she should get it for that. But, I think, um... I, like, I think she's gonna move towards the, uh... Being, like, the critical the critical darling again. Because I think that's what she was before she got to the MCU. I don't think she was a, a blockbuster movie star. Excuse me. I don't think she was a blockbuster movie star. I think she was, like just like critical darling to be so young and to be as young as she was and to be so good at acting you know is amazing you know she's really good oh like i'll never shit on scarlett johansson's acting ability she's a lot of people they try to sexualize this look they try to sexualize this girl and try to make her like this like this bombshell but like that's not her she's a really good fucking actress she really is and like I say, hope she gets her fucking money. I really do, and I hope she moves. I hope that that's her. That's her. That's her. Her path is moving into these like these uh these Academy Award nominated like critical uh critical uh movies. You know, like she goes back to being like the critical darling again. I hope she gets an Oscar. I really, I'm really rooting for her to get an Oscar. You know, like I hope she gets an Oscar one day. Like, cause she deserves it. She's a really good fucking actress. I've come to appreciate her over the years and how good at acting she is. But yeah, hope she gets some money. Moving on, let's talk about something else in the um in the superhero streaming uh uh spear, you might say. I guess um suicide squad bomb didn't get the chance to talk about this last week because it happened after I, like i said it happened after i recorded my last episode didn't get didn't get the chance to talk about that i reviewed suicide squad the last episode so i didn't get the chance to talk about it but suicide squad bombed uh didn't do well i think it only made i'll let me let me pull up the um i pulled up scarlett johansson's uh, box office <laughs> Let me pull up the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, because it's the Suicide Squad. It's not Suicide Squad. Let's pull up the Suicide Squad's uh, box office. What it made at the box office. It made uh, the budget for it was 185 million. It only made one 118.1 million dollars. That's a bomb. I know it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but it's a bomb. Uh, in these days and I want to talk about the reason that it bombed I want to talk about the reason that it bombed that the reason that I think it bombed it, it might not be the reason but I got I got a couple of uh like you know I got a couple of theories uh first off 
there's no Will Smith in this movie. But that's, that's, that's the that's the first thing. <laughs> like, there's no Will Smith in this movie. Will Smith can sell any fucking thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad a fucking movie is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Will Smith can sell it. You, know, you can go into the movie and be like, man, this movie's fucking terrible. But he can sell it. Um, I think... The, the 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 bad reception for the first movie also um tanked this movie because they're like oh man suicide squad again nah i'm not i'm not gonna go see that shit again that's it, that, it the first one wasn't good you know i think they did i think that happened um i think uh this is gonna be the controversial one this is gonna be the controversial one i think they overestimated how big of a star Idris Elba is. I think they overshot that. Because they're really, they're really selling this movie on Idris Elba. And they're over, they are, I think they're actually overselling this on uh, James Gunn too. They're overselling James Gunn. Nobody, I don't think anybody knows James Gunn outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. And they can't mention Guardians of the Galaxy because that is their rival. <laughs> You know, that's their rival's property. They can't mention that. But back to Idris Elba. I think they overshot the, the star power of Idris Elba. I think they overshot the uh the the sex appeal of Idris Elba. Because I think they thought I think they thought they were gonna get women in the theater by this show by just showing them Idris Elba. I think. They were like, ooh, Idris Elba, I'm gonna go see it. And Idris Elba is not really that. I don't. No, no disrespect to Idris Elba, but Idris Elba's not really that big of a star. He's not. He's not that big of a star, and he's not that big of a sex symbol as people think and make him out to be. Uh, uh, I hate to make this a racial thing, but he's a sex symbol to black women. <laughs> he's not a sex symbol to all women. Okay? Oh, like, I've never heard a white woman talk about how attractive Idris Elba is. I've never heard an Asian woman talk about how attractive Idris Elba is. I don't think I've even heard a Latina woman talk about how attractive Idris Elba is. The only women I hear talk about how attractive Idris Elba is is black women. And I think they overshot that. And a lot of black women ain't gonna go see a superhero movie. I hate to be be that guy, but... A lot of black women not gonna go see a superhero movie, especially a movie about a superhero team that they don't know. You know, <laughs> like a lot of black, they're like they're not up on the Suicide Squad. They don't know what that is. Um, but they're not gonna go see. A, they're not gonna go see a superhero movie uh, unless it's like unless it's got a whole bunch of black people in it, like Black Panther. You know, a lot of time for a lot of black women, Black Panther was their first superhero movie that they that they actually went to go see. And probably their last, you know, you know. So I think they, re- I think they really overshot how big of a deal Idris Elba is. I think that was the biggest mistake that they made. That was the biggest fucking mistake in it that they made, and that's like the biggest reason. Then the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about why this movie fucking bombed. I think that's it. That's what I think. That's it. And then you had a lot of, you had a lot of other actors. Yeah, a lot of other actors in here that people didn't know or people don't really care for. You know, uh, 
You got Margot Robbie in here, great actress. Like I said, Idris Elba, great actor. I think he's like he's a lot like a uh, male Scarlett Johansson, you know, like you love like he's male Scarlett Johansson. Where he's like he's a great actor, but is he really a star? You know, is he really a star? You know, like I, I, he's like he, he's like one of those guys. I want I want him to win an Oscar too because he's a great fucking actor. He's a great fucking actor. I will I will never shit on his acting ability. He's great in this movie. He's great in the Suicide Squad. He's amazing in the Suicide Squad. But they overshot his star power and they overshot his sex appeal. You know, and they they always tend to do that with him. He's not he's not that guy. I'm sorry. He's not Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is appealing to all women. You know, and that's why he does well at the box office. But but Idris Elba's not that guy. He's not that dude. Um well like I said, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's in this movie. She's great. She's fantastic. Another another chick that I was like, man, she's she's a great actress. I want her to win an Oscar as well, eventually one day. But she she's not a star either. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like she's not a star. And like she's great as Harley Quinn. She puts her all into Harley Quinn, but uh, they might have to they might have to retire that character because I think it's becoming oversaturated. I think they're trying to make that character their their Deadpool and it's not working. You know, it's not really working. Like I said, there's not a lot of other big stars in here. You got John Cena in this movie. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a wrestler turned actor. Not a lot of people really know who John Cena is. Um, you got Pete Davidson in here. Like a spoiler alert, he dies in the first five minutes of the goddamn movie. Uh, you know. <laughs> Got Viola Davis in here, another Academy Award winning actress, you know, but she's not a star, okay, she's not a fucking star, uh, the biggest star you got in here, the biggest star you got in here is Sylvester Stallone, and you don't see his face, (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester Stallone is the biggest star in this movie, and you don't see his face, you, uh, you, you hear his voice, that's it, he's, he plays King Shark, you hear his voice, that's it. Um, but yeah, they, like they they really overstep. I think they really overshot the cast and everything in this movie, and that's why this movie bombed. Simple, that's simple. Uh, let's move on. Uh, what if I watched the first episode of What If? I'm not gonna stay on it too long because it was pretty simple and straightforward. The first episode is about what if uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America or Captain Britain in her case <laughs> because she wears the British flag which kind of threw me off because I haven't watched Captain America the first Avenger in a while but and I know that the British were allies in World War II with us I know that but I'm not sure if she's supposed to be a, a British operative or an American operative that was, that just has a British accent you know because I know I'm not even gonna put it on the actress because the actress Haley Atwell she has dual citizenship she has American citizenship and British citizenship I think her because I think her uh her, her father is a Native American if I recall I think I uh Haley Atwell's father is a Native American he like he was born in America and raised in America he's a Native American like like a like a tribesman you know <laughs> I believe. I believe he, he was, like, born in, like, the Midwest or something. Like, Ohio or some shit. 
But um, yeah, I, her father's like, I think I, I read up on her and her father's a Native American and her mother is British. Her mother is a British uh, citizen. So she has like dual citizenship. I think she even lived a little bit in America and moved back to Britain. But uh, when she was like a, a preteen or something. But um, yeah, man, this, I'm not really sure what, 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 what Peggy Carter's supposed to be. Because they got her in the British flag, but Captain America and blah, blah, blah. But the, the episode was really fucking good. I'm just going to say it. As a move, like, the episode was really fucking good. I loved it. You know, and, like, they uh, had Steve Rogers still in there. Because, like, what happened was, I, you know what? I'm not going to spoil the episode for you guys. Not going to spoil it. Uh, watch it. It's really good. That's all I got to say about What If. It's a really good episode. You know, I loved it. Um, I'll be back with Ghost World right after these messages. Hi right, guys, welcome back to the show. Ghost World from 2001. No, I like to do this. I like to talk about how I saw this movie. I just randomly saw this movie on cable one day. Probably, I think, after coming home from school. I think. Because that's what I would do. I would come home from school. I would, like, do my homework. Because I had to be, I think I was, like, 15 when this movie came out. I think I was 15 years old when this movie came out. And I think I saw it, like, afterwards. I think I probably saw it, like, a year later. So I was probably 16. By that time, but like, because like what I would usually do is I would come home, I would go do my homework, whatever homework I had, and then I would lounge around and watch fucking TV for the rest of the day until it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Just basically what I would do, you know. Like there's no, there's really nothing to fucking do. So like I was just I'm like I didn't have a car I didn't you know or anything like that at 16 so like I can't just drive around and know like hey you want to hang out with, with your friends and all this bullshit no I didn't do that so um I just um vegged around like just just fucking slugged it in, <laughs> on the couch and watch TV all fucking day until it's time to fall the fuck to sleep you know like that's what I would do until I was like oh shit time to go to bed. You know, I got rig up for school or some shit. So, like, that's probably, that's most likely how I saw this movie. Uh, this was also around the time uh, I started, like, being, like, a film snob. I started turning into a film snob where I was, like, I was just watching movies that didn't make sense. And then it was just this, like, arti- artistic masterpiece. You know, like, oh, my God, this movie doesn't make any sense. And it has a weird ending. It's wonderful. It's a masterpiece. Uh, I watched a lot of uh, IFC in those days. Let's just say that. Like, the independent film channel was always on the television a lot in those days. Uh, I I was also a horny teenager, so the Spice Channel (laughs) was also on the TV a lot in those days. But I made sure I watched that in private. But anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by Terry Swigoff. Man, the last, the last two directors. <laughs> These last two directors' names that I had: the guy that directed The Mighty Ducks and this guy. I, I, I hope I'm saying their names right. Terry Swigoff. 
Uh, he also helped write the screenplay with Daniel Clowns. This movie is based off an independent comic, also written by Clowns. The movie w- the movie has a Rotten Tomato score of ninety three percent. The movie has a budget of seven million dollars and only brought in eight point eight million at the box office. So it's not exactly the summer blockbuster they were hoping for. You know, I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Uh, this uh this movie stars Thor Birch as Eden and Scarlett Johansson as Rebecca, two teenage outcasts trying to navigate their life after high school. But one of them also gets involved with an older man played by Steve Buscemi. He plays an older man named Seymour, who's a music nerd. Uh let's talk about this movie. This movie has a lot of vague imagery and a lot of like over your head dialogue that I feel it would turn off like the regular film goer, you know, because there's a lot of things in here that you're like, what does that mean? Like, what is, that? There's even like a subplot in the movie with uh, Eden Eden going to uh, she enrolls into like this art class. Uh, which is uh, which is uh, taught by Ileana Douglas, her character, and there's a lot of like vague like art in in there, whereas like Ileana Douglas's character, which I, I I didn't catch her name, I didn't catch the the teacher's name, but she she's she's like like what does this mean? What is, what does this art mean? What is this? You know. And like it's so like it's kind of like a subplot within that where it was like this is very abstract. This is very abstract art. There's a lot of like like I said, a lot of abstract imagery in this movie. A lot of abstract dialogue in this movie. I'm like like a running gag in this movie is there's a random old man waiting for a bus that never comes. You know, the random old man waiting for a bus that never comes he's a running gag in the movie who i originally i originally thought that this old man was a figment of enid's imagination but then i realized uh rebecca saw him too so i was like i don't think he's a, i don't think he's a figment of their imagination i don't think he's a figment of eden's eden's imagination because her friend saw him too i even think uh steve Buscemi's character saw him too uh seymour you know <laughs> I think he was like, wait, what the fuck? That's an old man uh, waiting for... What the fuck? You know, so he's just like... <laughs> I, was, I, 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 I thought he was a figment of her imagination, but he's not because other people saw him. Um, This movie really, on the surface, this movie really on the surface is a coming uh, coming of age story about two friends that grow apart. Because at the beginning of the film, both girls are really, are really like sarcastic, and cynical, and mean. <laughs> They're kind of mean girls. They're like mean, cynical, uh, sarcastic girls. But by the end of the film, like the girls are like on like a totally different wavelength. Like Rebecca, she really wants to like move on with her life, you know, make a life for herself outside of uh high school she does because like as the movie progresses you can see uh rebecca starting to be a little bit more mature 
starting to be a little less uh, cynical and mean. And she gets like, cause she, like she she gets like a job at like Starbucks. It looks like Starbucks. We're not gonna say it's Starbucks because Starbucks probably didn't give them the rights to the Starbucks name. But <laughs> you kind of see like because you kind of see the dichotomy. Is what I'm saying. You kind of see the dichotomy between Eden and Rebecca when they go get jobs. Rebecca gets a job at like the Starbucks like uh, coffee place, and um. She's a model employee. She's a great employee. And uh, she even like she even starts to like get boys into her because boys like her. She's a social she starts liking boys too. But Eden, she gets a job at a uh, movie theater. And she is just stuck in her ways. You know, she's just stuck in her ways. She's mean, she's cynical. You know, she thinks everything she, I think she she just thinks that everything is a fucking joke. You know, and she gets fired on the first day. <laughs> she gets fired on her first day. Even Rebecca thought something like, how did you, she like, how did you get fired on your first day? And it's training. She was getting trained. That was the thing. She was getting trained and she gets fired from training. <laughs> you know, like you got fired on your first day. But yeah, man, it's just like, like I said, it's, it's just like, like I said, like Rebecca wants to move on with her life. She wants to make a life for herself. Eaton is just stuck. In like this perpetual adolescence where she just doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She doesn't know what what she wants to do with her life, where she wants her life to go. To the point to at the end of the movie, the girls just grow apart. You know, which kind of happens in a lot of high school friendships. Like, because like one friend wants to stay where they are and the other friend wants to move on, you know it's it's actually natural you know but like also i want to talk about the performances i want to talk about the uh the performances of the lead actresses uh scarlett johansson and thor birch uh i feel like this is kind of like the transitional performance for both these actresses in a different way uh thor birch kind of in a negative light because Thor Birch kind of falls off after this movie. And, like, she's still acting. But, like, she's mostly acting in, like, low-budget movies and, like, straight-to-DVD movies. You know, like, she's not, she hasn't been in anything really big. Like, she she gets, like, television roles, I think. Like, and they're not even, like, big television roles. You know, like, she's just there. Um, Like I said, like, she, she, this is kind of like her, this is kind of like her falling off moment. Like this is this move is this movie and this movie's not even that big. Like I tell like the I tell like the a normal person, like, do you know what Ghost World is? If I ask the normal person, do you know what Ghost World is? They'd be like, What? What the fuck is Ghost World? But you know, but But uh I don't even know why I'm reviewing this movie. I'm just reviewing this movie because I, I I liked it. But um and I wanted to see if anybody would be interested in it and i'd probably like recommend it to people but um because i still really i'm just gonna show my hand i still really enjoyed the movie i think it's a movie that people should watch but um but yeah man she just she, like thor Birch just goes on the down just like the down downside from here while scarlett johansson on the other hand her career just starts to grow from here you know, it's like a year, a year later or two years later where she gets, uh, I think a year later, year later where she gets lost in translation. 
you know, she did because like she did eight legged freaks before that. I already talked about that in my uh, in my uh, show in my pre show before this, um, where like she did eight legged freaks with David Arquette, but like that was like a hiccup. But after that, she just starts to her her career just starts to grow with Lost in Translation, and like she become she turns into the Scarlett Johansson that we know today, you know. She's also 15 years old in this movie, so like she peaked at 15. Like she peaked at 15. I wouldn't say she peaked at 15, but like her career started at 15. Cause like she's in other movies before that. Like she's in Home Alone 3. She's in another movie called The Horse Whisperer. Uh, she was in. She had a little part. She had a little part North. If you ever remember that movie, North. That's another movie I probably got a review in the future. North is. I I remember North. I haven't seen North in a while, but she's in that movie also for a split second she did a lot of things before this but yeah man like she's she skyrocketed after this you know like I said I don't think she's like I said before the beforehand I don't think she's I don't think she was a huge star before the MCU but I think she's a talented actress she's a very talented actress um also personally personally I also feel I'm not gonna before I say that before I say that before I say that um when I was talking about Scar- Scarlett Johansson and Thor Birch the way their careers went kind of similar to how Rebecca and Eaton went you know like Rebecca just grew she just grew in life and Eaton just stayed in like the rut that she's in you know <laughs> people talk about that ending though people talk about that ending where Eaton, uh, cause like at the end of the movie, the old man finally catches the bus. The old man finally catches the bus. He gets on the bus and it goes somewhere. Um, Eaton, uh, goes and catches that same bus. I believe she catches that same bus and she just drives off into nowhere. You know, not drives off, but she just like sits on the bus and the bus goes into like the great beyond or whatever the fuck because we don't know where this bus is going um a lot of people who've seen that movie they think it's a metaphor for suicide so at the end of the movie a lot of people think that Eden killed herself a lot of people think that Eden killed herself and like because like the director was asked about it or the writer i think daniel clowns was asked about it. he was like her getting on the bus is that a uh is that a metaphor for suicide and he just said, hey, if you want it to be, <laughs> he's like, it's anything you want it to be. So I, I think that's like a big thing where like a lot of people think that Eden killed herself at the end because her life's not going the way she wants it to go. And she's just stuck in this like per- perpetual adolescence. She's stuck in this rut. So I don't know. You can take that in in the way you want to take it. Um, Like I was saying, like, Personally, I also feel like this movie uh, shaped the, shaped my taste in women <laughs> because, like, I I like quirky, weird women, and I kind of think this movie is to blame for that. <laughs> you know, like, I kind of think this movie is to blame for that because I like quirky, weird women. Like, that's my that's my that's my thing. I like quirky, weird, ethereal, you know, kind of even kind of like gothy women is what I like. You know, that's what I like. Uh, also, my wife kind of looks like a brown Scarlett Johansson. So, 
he loves the end. That's also a, that's also a thing too. Maybe I don't know. Maybe this this movie also subliminally made me like Scarlett Johansson. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> that I got a woman that kind of resembles Scarlett Johansson, but she's but she's black. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a stupid thing that I just put in there. But um, overall. I enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It's a it's just a weird little quirky story. You know, I love I love I love everything in this movie. Uh the acting's really good from everybody. Uh Brad Renfro's in this movie too. Poor Brad Renfro. You know, you know, may he rest in peace. Um This movie's actually funny. I actually laughed a lot in this movie. It was like like I said, there's a lot of things in here that like the traditional moviegoer, you know, they might not get, but sit through it. You'll like it. I liked it still. I gave it a five out of five. It's a, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I liked it. Join me next week where I'm going to talk about 1990s Kindergarten Cop. So until then, peace. <laughs>